Are you in pain? Has your doctor told you that you need to start exercising, but you don't know where? Do you want to exercise, but you are in too much pain? Or you start a new exercise routine only to injure yourself and have to stop? How do you exercise when you are in pain? How do you exercise and eat to reduce pain and inflammation? Is your pain associated with what you eat? If you have any of these questions or are interested in any of the topics discussed on Dr. Joshua Cohen's show, then you'll want to check out CohenTriggerPoint.com. You'll find information on all of the topics covered on the show. The site features an extensive library of blogs covering most health topics. There's also an exercise and nutrition program that is designed to get you from not exercising at all to moving, exercising, and eating healthy in consistent ways that are easy on your body and wallet. Join the gentle revolution. Go easy on your body because the rest of the world won't be easy on you. Exercise smarter, not harder. Eat smarter. Don't follow bad diets. Exercise sustainably. Eat sustainably. Have a pain-free day. Exercise doesn't have to be painful. Your diet doesn't need to be bland and boring. It's time to have less pain and move more and learn how to be better to yourself. Welcome to Pain-Free Day with your host, Joshua Cohen. In this program, you'll learn the pain-free way to eat, the pain-free way to exercise, and the pain-free way to live a better life. Now, here's Joshua Cohen. Welcome to Pain-Free Day. I'm your host, Dr. Joshua Cohen. I'm here with Dave Raypatch of FloatLevity.com. It is a uh, sensory deprivation studio or isolation tank studio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You can find Dave on his uh, on Facebook at Levity412 and Instagram. Uh, his Instagram is Levity412. Dave, welcome. Thank you so much. It's great to be here, man. Really happy to talk with you. I'm very happy to talk to you as well. As we were talking earlier, I was telling you I'm very, I've been interested in sensory deprivation tanks or isolation tanks for a while. I've been hearing about them for years and uh, hearing about the benefits of them. It's funny, I've had a couple patients that have said I should get one in the office for, mm-hmm. for patients. And, uh, you know, so I've always kind of liked it. I've had some friends that have had very positive experiences with this, you know, with these. So it's kind of excited to be able to talk you about it and see you know get some ideas of what what it's about give all the listeners an idea of what it's about so you know we can uh, you know if they want to we can have some uh, ways of getting rid of anxiety depression all these different uh, you know helping to decrease stimuli so Dave um, why don't you tell us what is an isolation tank what you know yeah. Sure, absolutely. It's um, we have two two tanks here at our studio, and both are eight by four. They are filled with ten inches of water, and twelve hundred pounds of Epsom salt is dissolved in that water, and that's really what helps you float. That um, the salinity of the water is what helps you stay on top of the water it's a really interesting thing because when um, guests come in and they think of floating they think of a pool with um, rolled shoulders a tight core holding on and we've hosted a lot of guests that say they can't float but in the float tank it's you can't not float so um and once you close the door, it's it's completely black. It gives your eyes a nice rest from all of the light and stimulus we take in. The one thing I really love about our tanks is that you're in complete control of your entire experience. 
Um, you get in the tank, you leave the door open for a few minutes if you wish, or you close it right away to enjoy those, um, you know, the whole sensory deprivation. But it's a comfortable experience. And as you said, it helps people with anxiety, depression, aches and pains. So super hyped to be here in Pittsburgh and host the people we do. That's great. Now, uh, do, do pe- we talked a little bit about this. Do people, you know, do, um, do people have any issues with claustrophobia or, you know, any other fears? You know, um, it seems like it's pretty relaxing in there. And especially, you know, when you showed me through it, you know, the candles are lit. It's a very peaceful environment. You know, and basically it seems like it's, it, it was designed to put you at ease. Yeah, we, when we created our studio here, um, well, to give a bit of a framework, we traveled all around the country to different float studios we floated in every type of tank and really just kind of took inventory of what we really liked about places and you know some things that we wouldn't replicate and what we found was the things that we appreciated most was when we were most comfortable provided the best experience so we curated the levity experience here to do that when you enter the room it's it's focused on natural elements when you enter our lobby it's handmade local wood um built around the senses and natural um really helps put guests at ease so i don't know where i was going with that but <laughs> the yeah, pretty much right on yeah yeah that, that yeah. took care of that you know and because I mean, you know i've talked to a couple other people that have said uh, you know some people love it but then there's those that are saying oh i don't know if i could lie in the dark like that just kind yeah. of floating and you know you did take care of that because it seems like you really do try and make people feel as comfortable as possible one of the things that i was hearing as well is that well you know how deep is the water am i going to sink and if it's only 10 inches you know you're not going to sink at all which i think can really help make people feel comfortable comfortable spot on and as soon as you step in you see that water is not even to your knees um, and when you do lie down and you're floating on your back you can easily put your arm down and touch the bottom um, but certainly and I, to put a bow on the previous question it was all about comfort and to know that you are entirely in control of your experience provided us a lot of comfort and so that's why we went with like the tanks that we did and really helped to curate the experience based on our guests experience and in our head this was something not a lot we we were the first ones here in pittsburgh to have a standalone uh studio and people didn't know about this so it was obviously something different and we wanted our guests to have a high level of comfort coming in because we knew if they were comfortable in their experience the benefits from their float would be with them and they would see validity in it that it really would help them that it wouldn't be one and done that it was like oh over time this could really decrease my level of anxiety or depression so spot on now, are there uh, how popular are isolation tanks? You know, there are a lot around the country. You know, I, I would assume you know, just kind of looking at things like chances are there. You know, in San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, there's probably a, you know a good amount of them. But yeah. now there are areas I wouldn't. I, I don't know. What we found was um, in August we'll have been open six years. So to put it into perspective, when we opened, there they were only mainly, largely in more progressive states. Like we spent a lot of time in Colorado um, with those float centers, and but you're right, it was Seattle. Like I said, very progressive areas um, six, seven years ago. But man, I, I'll share with you what I share with everybody. These could be on every street corner, and there still wouldn't be enough. 
there still wouldn't be enough because everybody can benefit from it. So I don't think it's one of those things where it can be oversaturated. My only hope as somebody in the business and a leader in the industry would be that standard is withheld. So like there could be a thousand, but those thousand in my hope and my heart would be like, they really take care of their guests. Are there any certifications for uh, any of these, any, any of the float studios or licensing or anything? Not really. There's some uh, studios that offer like a mentorship that you go and train with them for a week. It's um, an apprentice program, and that's wonderful. But and that's kind of where you know fear of people thinking they can just open up a float studio. Um, you know, um, kind of like folks that think they can just open up a restaurant. There really isn't. I wish there was to just ensure standard for everybody. Um, because when we started opening, we started working towards creating our studio, there was clearly no handbook to this. So, so which was invigorating and energizing because it gave us the opportunity to create what we wanted, create our vision. Nothing was imposed on us, but at the same, the other end of the spectrum, I, I would really like there to be something. That makes sense. Now, um, how, how long have they been around? How long, you know, to, can you tell me, tell us a little bit of the history of Isolation Sure, right on. They, uh, the first one was built by um, Dr. John C. Lilly, and he was just an American physician who was into a lot of different things. He did a lot of experiments with trying to measure and observe consciousness. And what he felt was that if you eliminate a lot of the stimulus coming into the body, it'll clear the mind and clear that fog where you'll then be able to hear that inner voice and consciousness. He went about that by creating a float tank in 1954 that was completely ugly. Like, it was awful. (laughs) God bless. Um, But I do not know if I would have gotten that 1954 float tank. Um, So um, things have come a long way, but it, it... I share the 1954 because it's been around for such a significant amount of time giving good health benefits. Well, that What I was reading about it is that um, he, it was taken very seriously until he started experimenting more with LSD and ketamine in the isolation tanks, which as you and I have discussed a little bit, it certainly can help expand your mind, help open certain things up. But at that time, a lot of people in the medical profession were looking at it as that made him look like more of a quack. As we know now, there certainly can be therapeutic benefits to psychedelics if used in the right way and the right circumstances, so on and so on. And I'd never recommend doing it without any supervision and with, you know, without get, checking with a medical professional first. Certainly. But, you know, um, this was the isolation tanks from what I read were taken very seriously and there were a lot of very good benefits until the 60s and, you know, as things started getting a little more muddled. But then I was seeing as well, it's like back in the 80s, things, re- they really started becoming more prominent again. People really started using them more and a lot of, then more studies came about on them for what I could tell. Yes. And then there was that Kevin Spacey movie. Which one was that? Oh, gosh. I have not seen it. Everyone asked what it but it was a piece, it was a science fiction movie where he had entered a float tank around the 80s and it was just it was a piece of science fiction but people thought if you get in the float tank okay this Got is it. what's going to happen to me so there was a drastic like reduction but now with how much information is free on the internet to find out all the good benefits it's like one little movie isn't gonna sure but then also you know along those same lines with all the information out there now 
it, that's part, you know, we were discussing this earlier, that's part of what is driving people to isolation tanks yeah. because we're so overstimulated and there's so much, there's just so much stimuli now that <clears throat> we, we need a break from it. And for a long time, I've been saying to my patients, you know, rather than, than speeding us up, we need something to calm us down. We need more things to help us recover, you know, because everything is so, you know, our, our environment is kind of toxic. You know, we need to recover from it. We need to take a break from it. We need to do a news fast periodically. We need to get away from all the toxicity in our environment. You know, you and I were talking a little bit about this, but I've seen a statistic that just for me, it put it very well into perspective that the amount of stimulation that we have now in one day is equivalent to what a human being would have in the mid in the medieval times in an entire lifetime, you know, and we're still this physiologically, we're still the same person. Oh, that's wild to just think of that. What we've done to our central nervous system and our wirings and how hijacked they are, um, comparing it to, you know, like you said, essentially the same being however many years ago. Yeah, you know, and that's why it's like, you know, we need a break from all the stimuli. And that's what it seems like the isolation tanks would really help out with, you know, just kind of taking a break from the world and, you know, being able to just relax for a little bit. Well, it's so interesting because... The, the folks that will say, like, I don't know if I can, um, you know, give myself the hour. I'm not sure. And everybody's experience is different. I've thought that as well. Right on. And it's it's surprising how, okay, so for example, every Sunday that screen report hits on my iPhone, right? And it shows how many hours per day I've been staring at my iPhone. And if yours is over an hour, you have an hour to give to yourself somewhere, right? Yeah, like, that makes sense. Because the way you function after a float, your clarity and thought, your level of empathy, and just your overall good feeling, you'll then see why it's so important to give yourself the hour. But if you never get there, you're never going to get there. So it's very tough to... um, It's one of the reasons we don't do a lot of aggressive marketing of trying to talk people into doing this. Because it's something that they'll experience after they do it. And once then afterwards, they're like, oh my gosh, I've, I haven't felt this good. I, we've had mums come out um, almost in tears because they haven't heard silence since the day their kids were born, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Right? Um, we've also had people come out empowered because in that silence, they're not clouded with staring at their phone or flicking through Instagram or doing social media, but they've spent an hour alone with their thoughts and realized what a good person they are. Um, you know, th- there's so many things, but until you take that break, until you take that break, right? Like you're never going to get there. Well, and it's funny too. That kind of, that makes sense that if you aggressive marketing is kind of like oxymoronic to what you're trying to do, you know, um, <clears throat> it kind of count. Yeah. It's counter to what you're trying to do as well. Well, th- that's, when we first opened, one of our things here, we don't have a phone. I don't know if we'll always stay with not having a phone as we get busier and busier. Um, it just seems like a natural thing. But we opened up without a phone because the first week we would get calls and be like, why do I want to do this? Like, I, I get it. I get it. The natural reaction is, well, you're going to feel better. You're going to do this. Like, I don't know why you want to do this. Like, I'm not going to tell you you're going to feel like great. Like, you got a bunch of stuff. Like, just get in the tank like give it an hour here's our like our experience our reviews um and that way we've built an amazing organic 
following of people that understand like that they do their research they know they're doing too much we see a lot of type a personalities that have found reprieve through coming here i get we host a lot of busy people that are doing great things that have understood just what how beneficial how beneficial their productivity is to after float like okay if you want to be type a let's lean in that let's lean in on that you stare at your phone three hours a day is that helping you out any? Maybe, maybe not. But I can guarantee after an hour alone of decompressing and letting your mind relax that you're going to come out with five more ideas. You're going to have your next week planned. Like, so let's lean in on efficiency. So that's why it's, it's very tough to have getting those like calls to, and people just kind of like, why do I want to do this? I don't know. What do you got going on? So <laughs> you tell me why you want right, to do this. Right, right. You know? Smart man. Yes, sir. <laughs> that, that makes a lot of sense, though, because you, you can't tell what's going on in somebody's mind. But I have to say, too, it's like just for them calling you, chances are that means that they should be there doing something, doing that, you know? Yeah. And part of what you and I were talking about earlier that I really like is that, you know, it seems like this just kind of helps you focus and it helps you just be, you know, for lack of a better expression, but being more mindful, being more focused in the present, being more focused in what's going on now and I, you know, I do a lot of exercising I do a lot of mountain biking I do a lot mm. of yoga mm. you know weightlifting kettlebell stuff like that and part of what I like about that is I get some of my best ideas when I'm doing that because all that I'm thinking about is the is the activity that I'm doing I'm able to tune out the outside world and have a couple of minutes where not that I'm just focusing on myself but I'm able to kind of check in with myself see how I'm doing see how I'm feeling see how I'm mentally doing mm-hmm. you know and it's really important if we want to keep you know going on in this world and see I, I hear that talk and when i hear people say that in my head you're already doing what happens in the tank but in the tank it would be like that level of mindfulness on steroids that makes sense because then you're not having the distractions of the movements or you know you of other things you know the neurological connections with your body even just like our body's a distraction all of the things from the temperature in here our body's feeling to the lights to the cars that are driving by to the people that are walking by we're constantly taking that in even in a good we've we've done yoga sessions here with people even in those types of qualified teachers doing great stuff that is still happening but when you're in the tank you're not bound by your body your your body's not distracting you the water's warm to 93 and a half degrees the outside temperature of your skin so you literally feel like you're floating the skin receptors don't feel that water anymore it's like neutral it's not there and there's a lot of salt in there which makes the water so buoyant that yeah you know that you're not going to sink now that's really interesting about how effect how our bodies distract us because i really do agree with you with that and so one of the things that I've experienced, you know, and so the type of muscle work that I do, it's trigger point therapy, it's a neurological technique. So I'm working mm. with the neurological system to kind of decrease overall neurological irritation, neurological sensation, because it, your neurological system drives everything. Your muscles move everything. And so there's a whole lot of, you know, proprioception coming in from your muscles that, you know, that go into your brain and can be very distracting. And one of the very interesting ways that I've seen this play out is with children with ADD. And in that it's like you know so we're all born with these certain you know um, reflexes as infants mm. that you generally grow out of and what they are they're self-protective mechanisms you know just different reflexes that you're born with but if you some kids don't grow out of them because mm. everybody's wired a little bit differently and so what might happen is that a young kid he might turn his head and his shoulder moves 
and it's just mm. how he's wired. But if he's not able to grow out of that, then mm. that can be horribly distracting because if they're in class and every time they move their head and their shoulder moves, it's going to be very distracting. It's mm. just another distraction for them, you know? And so that makes sense in that, you know, the calmer your body is, the better off you're going to be able to focus, the better you're going to be able to think, the clearer you're going to be able to just exist. <laughs> right on. And like I said, it, that's um, just your level of efficiency and clarity, whether it's not even that you plan your next week or your next month or come out with the next big three ideas. It can just be as simple as like you come in and float in the evening, you go home and you get an amazing night's sleep. Like it doesn't always have to be deep. We don't always have to solve, you know, the world's problems in one float. Sometimes it is, it's just as simple as like, man, I just need to clear the browser and get an amazing night's sleep. I've just been running hot for the past month. That's it, you're you were using that analogy earlier that I really liked, you know, with the browser and with tabs, and it's a way to kind of right. clear things out and you know clear the tabs. That's I really like that, but I have to say as well, man, um, a good night's sleep is really re it's very restorative, <laughs> and we you know we're, we're learning more and more about what a good night's sleep does for us. And if you don't sleep, it really it ages you prematurely because it increases stress levels, cortisol levels, you know, basically it breaks your body down. Agreed. And, and that's one of those things where I, was, I had a bit of a laugh because I just talked with uh, with a friend the other day and he, man, it was just, you know, uh, being closed with COVID and as a business owner working the last, you know, 18 out of 20 days. And he was like, man, you just need a good night's sleep. And I was like, <laughs> you're not wrong. And uh, I scheduled myself for a float. And that, I mean, the way you feel after just getting a restful night's sleep. And like I said, for us, is it not being, you know, it's completely natural. It's just that heavy decompression of the central nervous system for you to go home and get a sleep is so this is great. Yeah. So beneficial, you know, and, and especially now during this pandemic COVID-19 time, you know, everybody's stressed out. I've been seeing it across the board where all of us, we have increased stress. We have decreased um, activity levels and everybody's spending more time at home. You know, some people are working more. Some people are all stressed out from that, but a lot of people are wor not working at all and they're stressed out from that as well. You know? I agree, man. And, and one of my big things in life is I feel like we have, uh, whatever you want to call it, God, the creator, whatever it may be, but we get a certain amount of energy each day and that we need to expel that in some positive direction, in some way. And if you haven't done that, if you've squandered that away, then you just, that's where that ramped up. Like, you know, you could have done better. You could have expelled that energy in a positive way. Like, empty the tank every day. That's, you know, and uh, if you don't exercise or move, you know, that's a way of kind of right. getting rid of some of that yes. excess energy. And yes. I see it across the board where it's like people that if you're not exercising, your sleep patterns are a lot worse, you know, but just going out and going for a walk, doing a little bit of exercise, doing a little bit of yoga, you know, honestly, just doing sun salutations. And, you know, if you can make it through a, sun, a regular sun salutation, mm. you'll, you'll be moving great. You'll sleep better. You right. know, and but it takes time and you have to kind of work at it. You have to focus at it, you know, and it doesn't just happen overnight. Certainly, certainly. Um, let me see. So, you know, are, it, I've read a lot about the benefits of isolation tanks. You know, one of the things that I've seen is that it helps to improve creativity. Mm. You know, how, yeah. uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. That's um, one of the instances where you get a blank slate. I mean, if I could kind of walk you through theoretically of someone that would come through for the idea of boosting creativity, 
their first float, they're going to get a really good look at their canvas and what's going on. And it can be pretty wild. It can be like, oh my gosh, all of this stuff that's going on right now, of course I can't come up with any new ideas. I'm still in the slew of whatever I'm dealing with. But usually by the end, they clear that canvas. And the sec- they get a taste of like, okay, things are, you know. That second float though, they come in with a, do- uh, a canvas that's almost blank. When you're not tasked, like as we were setting up here, one of the things I was sharing with, I just had a friend that wants to get together and it was like, all of a sudden you have to think of all the other things that are happening next week. And it puts a cue in your mind of like, okay, what's going on there? It literally, I could have forgot an idea in between. There's so much going on that to be able to grasp an idea and to work on it creatively is extremely difficult in today's society. Even for creatives, people who are artists and they make their living that way, just the distractibility that we're in is is ridiculous. So to get in the tank without any distractions frees the mind from those daily tasks of whether it be physically of navigating gravity just with our bodies or thinking about what we're having for dinner tonight. When the mind isn't tasked with all of that, with so much of like just stuff, its ability to create is exponential then. It's just like freeing up RAM space on a computer. If you start closing things down or my phone starts getting sluggish and it's like, oh geez, no wonder you have 16 apps open. How about we close some of those boys? You close them down, all of a sudden things start working better. Things work smoother. Yeah. My man. That's funny. uh, It reminds me of a story that I read about Albert Einstein, that basically he wore the same clothes every day, so he didn't have to waste brain power figuring out what to wear in the morning. Listen, there's something to that, right? There's something to that. Uh, Steve Jobs was very similar. I have a friend who's very similar. I see him and he is... It's not a black turtleneck, but it's the damn same thing every time. And I'm like, my man. And he's like, well, I can buy a three pack of these shirts for da 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 da. I don't have to think about it. <laughs> he's not wrong. Yeah, hey, that works. So, um, some other things that I've re- you know I've read that it helps improve concentration and focus. Yeah, you know, that was very interesting as you shared earlier. Um, those that live with uh, ADD or attention, um, a short attention spans. Forget how long an hour is, but we also forget how short an hour is. And when you get in there, some folks come out and they feel like it was 10 minutes. Other folks come out and they're like, no, I felt that hour. I feel amazing, but that that was an hour. Um, when there's nothing for your attention to jump to, you're, what does it focus on? I mean, it's rhetorical, but like it's, it's, yeah. it's complete silence. It, it like you're left alone with your thoughts. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, and so it's along those lines. Um, I kind of think that a lot of people use substances to clear their mind, mm. to kind of get away from their thoughts. Mm-hmm. And all it just reminds me of a song by uh, it's a band called No FX. It's mm. called Bob. And they're mm. like, you know, the, he goes to see his doctor and he says, you know, I want to, the doctor says, you know, what are you thinking about? And he says, that's the point. I want to think about nothing. Right. <laughs> you know, right. and that it, basically he was right. an alcoholic and he had to stop drinking. Gotcha. You know? Gotcha. Um, yeah. So, 
Yeah, it's like it, it's it's hard to clear our minds. It's hard, you know. And, uh, we were talking a little bit a bit about it earlier in that, you know, I see people that don't they they don't want to be alone with their thoughts. Mm. They are like, you mm. know, they just kind of want to jump from one thing to another to another. But you have to be able to control your thoughts. If you can't control your thoughts, you can't control anything. You're just at the whim of whatever's going on, you know, next to you or near you. And like you you had a very good way of putting it, saying uh, is you know you're just reacting then. Mm. You know, and what was it? You uh, in, instead you want to. Oh. Always in a reactionary mode is never good. And someone much wiser than me once said that you always want to work towards a response. You want to you want to dodge that reaction because everyone has a knee jerk reaction, um, but that's not who you are. That's not who you are. You are who you are within your response, and you have the ability to choose who you are within that response. Some people just um, selfless, selfishly impose when they're mad. Like have you ever? been in traffic and someone honked their horn like my man like well, you just a response is much better than a reaction it shows there's been reflection and when you're able to um temper that temper your emotions i, I don't think a lot of guys especially men especially us men uh feel it's real important to suppress those emotions not show emotions but that's not it you need to have dominion over your emotions you need to have yeah. some level of understanding of this is how I react and this is why. And that just doesn't happen. It's something you actively have to work on. And the float tank is an extremely good tool to make that happen. For you to understand like, well, let me take a little deeper dive into here why I do get upset. Some things are completely irrational. Like I'll always get upset if someone's eating with their mouth open. Sure. Right. See? <laughs> That's always going to happen. I'm not going to rewire that. But there's things that we can rewire that we can have a better response as to not a reaction or just not react as much you know decrease right that reaction you know, but I, I do see it and I agree with that and that our reactions get wired into our system you know so something happens and it's more just a reaction you know you're just kind of reacting you're not even thinking about it I think anxiety is like that to a certain there's a certain component of it certain. you know um, and we just you just kind of react to things and it gets wired into our system and it's hard to break that reaction it's how to hard to break that wiring we I think we all do things like that where we're just kind of reacting and not really thinking about things I mean I know myself you know kind of what you're describing in a car when I'm driving and you know I have a way of imposing my annoyance on some somebody else and it's not fair and I at this I'm really trying very hard at this point not to honk and it's funny during this whole COVID period yeah. as I'm driving around I'm like I need to use this period to slow down to not be rushing there's nobody on the roads so there's no excuse yeah. to be honking I need to you know try and change this reaction. are you a honker yeah I am yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You yeah. said that with such conviction. I am. I, 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 and, and I'm not proud of it by any stretch because I kind of look at it as yelling. And it's I like understand. every time I honk I or every time I yell, I'm wrong for doing it. You know, it feels I, good at that moment. But yeah. then afterwards, you're like, uh, I did not need to do that. Because usually a person I'm honking at, and like they're going the same place that I am. And I'm going to end up pulling out <laughs> like, parking next to them or something. Do I, I can give you a story. We lived in D.C. in that spot on driving down whatever road 495 or whatever it is this guy is just on my tail he can't he's blowing the horn and stuff and i am i am just i don't get there man like it's just i'm go around you know what i mean um but sure enough we pulled in the same we we're neighbors <laughs> see and then that guy he should feel like you know he was being not so nice it you was know? literally he, like 
my man like you just never know but in my right. head how i combat that is i always think and this is a nice little hack i always think the person in front of me because that's usually when the stress comes out when i got to get somewhere and this right. person's in front of me that's when reflecting that's when my anxiety is at the top and i need you to get out of my way but i think that's my grandma in there that, you know, it's funny you say that because that's what I've been thinking as well. I'm like, I, it, it could be a little old lady, you know, and even if it's not, I'm still like every time I do honk, honk at somebody or yell, I'm wrong. Listen, like, we're I'm making movement wrong, on you. Josh here. We're making movement. He's, <laughs> exactly. he, we're fixing all honkers, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, actually though, uh, along these lines, I'm a very big fan of meditation. Yeah. You know, my father meditated for many years. I've been exposed to it. I've really liked it. I've done it for a long time because I think it's a good way to decrease yeah. your reactivity to the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's listening to, listen to a guy talk about meditation where he, he was actually talking about exercise at first and he's like mm. yeah I just started exercising it's a guy Duncan Tressel was listening to his Duncan, podcast yeah, yeah, yeah right on. very interesting and he was like you know mm. I just started exercising and you know so at this and you know now the rest of the world feels lighter he is like laughing he's like I know the rest of the world is not lighter I've just gotten stronger he's like kind of like when you start meditating yeah. the rest of the world becomes less annoying he's mm. like it's not that it's becoming less annoying you're mm-hmm. becoming less reactive mm. and I was like that's such a great way to explain that and that's what you know i need to work and i think a lot of people need to work at and very true everybody does everybody does it's that old saying if you meet buddha on the path that's not the one and if anybody tells you that they've they've mastered that it's just not true that we all have something like i said i could be sitting at a dinner party and if someone starts eating with their mouth open i can't control that like it's it like the, the honks like and something inside for me that wouldn't bother me uh, right yeah. on and that, that, that's why it's so important to keep a just mental checklist of like remembering just that humility and like i said i mean for me thinking of the word the the dichotomy the difference of um response and reaction response just has that built-in reflection it, it implies that you've reflected on it you've taken time you've looked at things objectively and uh it's part of slowing down like i said it's just part of slowing down that you know that that goes along with recovery that goes along with having increased sleep that go you know and all of that and you know another thing that i very like i like very much to help with recovery is cold showers cold you know that stuff really helps out as well to a certain degree <laughs> i wouldn't necessarily like you know yeah. say you know it's no, different no. than the isolation yeah. tank but it's a different type of recovery you know um you you seem a little skeptical about that no not skeptical mm-hmm. see and that's where very i love being very objective playing devil's advocate even within my own mind of like I full-heartedly believe it. And we have guests who do the same, like after their float, because it's amplified, their senses are amplified, and they like that cold shower then to really feel that. But it ain't for me, dog. <laughs> it ain't for me. I like those hot showers. It just ain't for me, man. And like I said, and that's part two. Like all of these things, whether it be rest, recovery, what have you, it, it's important to understand that if something doesn't work for you, that doesn't mean you're wrong either. I completely 100% agree with you because everybody is different. We're all wired a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. There's a saying in anatomy that I really like that we're as different on the inside as we are on the outside, Mm. you know, and not that our heart's Mm going to be in our head, but you know, we're just kind of like, we're just all wired a little bit differently. Everybody's a little different. So just because you react well to something doesn't mean that I'm going to, and doesn't mean that we're going to have the same benefit effects. It's that's man. That's so cool. That's the heart of what we, do here um, when we hire new attendants one of the big talks i give them is that you know we whether floating i think 
I believe and I'm passionate about that floating could really help everybody. But the same way you probably feel that way about cold showers, you're just not going to get some people there. But that no matter what, um, they're going to leave our studio saying they had a good experience. It was clean and people were super friendly. The best we can do is frame it that way with the understanding that like, it's not going to be for everyone. 100%. And actually, you know, even with a cold, it's like, I don't think the cold's for everybody. You know, the muscle work that right. I do, the trigger point therapy, basically, I kind of look at it as if you have muscles, I can help you out, <laughs> which is everybody. Yeah. But realistically, though, I'm not going to be able to help every single person out that walks through my doors. There are going to be some mm. issues that, you know, maybe, you know, two people with the same type of back pain, one person I'll be able to help out and another person you might not be able to just because something else might be going on that you have no idea about, you know? Yeah, and as as I shared with you, having two kids, our four-year-old, her name's Hope, and she is, she's phenomenal, but trying to work that into teaching her young of understanding that not everybody likes the same stuff and that it's okay. The analogy I use with her is I really like spicy food, and she does not. And so I'll, I'll say to her, well, you know, Daddy likes, you know, hot sauce or whatever it is. And she's like, yeah. And why don't you like it, Hope? And she's like, I just don't. And I'm like, that's the way it is sometimes. Like, no one's... Okay, easier one is, um, I don't like mushrooms on my pizza. That doesn't make mushrooms bad. And I'm not wrong. It's personal yeah. preference. And I think in this world, I think it would be especially helpful to keep a pliable mindset in those things and try what works for you maybe cold showers works maybe float tank work maybe releasing those trigger like but it's people that are open to the ideas are the ones that get the most success i would totally agree with that and you know and there's always going to be somebody out there who you know a friend who just lost 20 pounds who just got in great shape or just did this but what they did to get to that point might not necessarily work for you. And generally what we do is if we're trying to like get in shape or if we're trying to do something else, we'll generally look around and see somebody who's been able to do it successfully and let's start talking to them about what worked for them. But that might not necessarily work for you. You know, it's hard to kind of understand that and hard to understand, you know, uh, also it's like, you know, different motivating, Every we all have different motivating factors as well. Big time, yes You sir. know, and as we were saying, it might motivate different people might have different motivating factors to come in here, you know, versus like, you know, and same thing with like exercising, you know, so on and so on, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I kind of figure too, though, it's like, you know, whatever, for me personally, whatever drives somebody into my office, you know, that's, it's a good thing. And I kind of look at it as even if, you know, just by stepping through the door, they're trying to take a positive, um, you know, step for their health. And just by stepping yeah. in here, they're trying to take a positive step for their health. They're mm -hmm. trying to do something, achieve, you know, some goal that is good for them. Right on, man. That's why I, I think it's very important to organically build organically build that that aggressive like telling people that they have to do this they have to do that i think it's more of a turn off and it will turn more people off that would be open to um so like i said yeah definitely agree yeah um let me see so what are some other some other well what are some other benefits that it can uh, help out with because i've seen that it helps it can help out with athletic performance yeah absolutely we we host a lot of athletes um that enjoy it for they're not sore the next day. It breaks down the lactic acid. We all have that uh, story of our grandma who used to throw Epsom salt in the baths for a sure. good soak. Um, so it's been around for hundreds of years. In the tank, there's 1,200 pounds. There's not one cup. There's 1,200 pounds of Epsom salt. So that really 
aggressively helps the body recover. It gets rid of the lactic acid, the muscle soreness. It gives the body more time to heal where it's not fighting gravity, where it's not tight. Um, also, it gives a great opportunity for athletes to visualize. We've hosted uh, mixed martial artists, and one thing they'll talk about is visualizing different positions or jujitsu players before competitions. And just with that visualization, without distraction, to really focus on the nuances has been beneficial. That makes a lot of sense. You know, I've read a lot about uh, visualization for athletes and how much it helps out. It's funny, my kids play baseball and I was just talking to my older son about that. I was like, come on, we're going to take you through tomorrow from when you wake up in the morning, right. what you're going to do. Right. You know, you're going to wake up, eat something, go to the bathroom, yes. you know, take 20 yeah. swings, you know, stuff like that. It makes a difference. It's so smart, man, because that's where um, I think any level of anxiety you feel in your life, the only one of the biggest things you could do is just prepare. And preparedness is like walking through the steps. Anytime you do something for the first time, there's gonna be such a high level of anxiety. But if you do it in a safe environment that you feel comfortable in, it gets easier and easier. And with that, your level of being relaxed is better. You're more relaxed. I was trying to think of how to phrase that, but your level of relaxation, and that's when you perform the best. Whether it be for baseball, whether it's podcasting, whether it's working on somebody or hosting a guest, the more you prepare, the more I check the rooms to make sure they're spot on, they're standard, the better I feel. So, like, very smart to start it early, too. Very smart. Yeah, you know, and that makes sense, too. The more relaxed you are, the better you're going to be able to react yeah. and respond to everything. Right on. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I also read, too, that it can help out with relieving pain. Is that accurate? Yeah, we do host um, we host a lot of people with aches and pains that just, you know, um, of course, always defer to checking with the physician, but like some guests would rather float for an hour and have those benefits of pain-free for a week than take a pill every day. I'm a big believer in that, you know, uh, as with, with what I do, I, I love the fact that I'm able to treat people conservatively, treat people's pain without having to use any medication or any surgery or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> I'm a very big believer in that because you never know what the long-term effects of any medication are, you right. know, um, there's side effects to everything. I'm a big believer in, it's just physics for every action. There is an equal and opposite reaction. Mm. You, know, you take an ibuprofen, there's going to be some reaction mm. to that in your body especially without my tinfoil hat on the opioid epidemic and the numbers of people getting addicted from what their doctor prescribes them. I'm not going to, I'll butcher the numbers now, but they were astonishing. The study did with people who were on them for a week, like seven days and the prevalence of addiction after 21 days. Astonishing, scary, if we can provide people with relief without that, and like I said, I'm, I'm proponent of somebody in good faith. If someone breaks their arm, they're going to need something, right? Like that's, sure. You're yes. not going to float because you broke your arm. Like it's, it's right. t- in total support of ethical. Um, you have a herniated disc. You're not going to come here to cure it. Spot yeah. on, spot on. Um, but to be able to provide people relief from aches and ba- pains, whether it's their shoulder, their back, that, that zero gravity is so restorative and so helpful that just not having gravity on our bones for an hour 
is very restorative, helps with aches and pains. I've seen that, and especially with people with chronic pain, you know, where it gets wired into your system, and it's a weird kind of phenomenon that you actually become more sensitive to the issue versus less sensitive to it. Just being able to lie there and not having to use any of your muscles or move, I can see how that would be very, very beneficial. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of people out there like that, you know, especially with arthritis, where I, you know, the main saying with arthritis is that it's going to hurt to move, but it hurts more not to move. Yeah. You know, and so it's a nice way for people to get out of, you know, to kind of get a little bit, get away from their aches and pains for a little bit. There is my father. He was a big fan of this guy named Ramblin' Jack Elliott, a musician. And he has a song called the Arthritis Blues, which uh, I was trying to get as a theme for my uh, podcast. And, you know, basically he talks about how it's like, you know, you can drink, you can do whatever you want. You can roll on the ground, but the pain's just going to be there again the next day, you know? And so with, if that is the case, you know, if you're going to be having chronic pain, you know, do what you can to manage it without doing harm to your body, you know, and doing something like a, like an isolation tank is going to be a lot less expensive and a lot, a lot better for your body than taking narcotics all of the time. Yes. Yeah. Fully support. <laughs> you know, but I'm also, I'm a big believer as well in doing anything that you can to help reduce pain. And that's where I got, I kind of, I've gotten more into the cold with that because cold, you mm-hmm. know, there are people that do claim like uh, there's a guy named Wim Hof who's in Europe who does mm-hmm. a lot of work with the cold and his right. acolytes claim that by soaking in glacier lakes for like 20 minutes a day, they can control their Parkinson's pain, you know, rheumatoid arthritis pain. And enough people claim that, that I think there's something to that. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine who he was uh, he was he had he has really bad stenosis mm. and so the only way he could get rid of his pain was by soaking in a literally just an ice bath with only his lips uh, you know exposed and <laughs> he did it for 20 minutes at a time but he wow. said it was the only thing that would control his pain so I literally legitimately think there is something to that but you have to use it in different ways and I kind of think whatever you can do that is that isn't harmful to control pain to minimize pain you know go for it and that's where I love yoga you know different types of exercise you know, isolation tanks, any, you know, there's a lot of things out there that we can do to help minimize our pain. You know, it's not going to get rid of it. It won't cure things. Once you have arthritis, you're never going to get rid of it, but you can do a lot to minimize it and decrease the progression of it. So that five to 10 years from now, you're not taking more medication. You're not worse off. You're not more in a, you're not in a wheelchair now, you know, ideally five to 10 years from now, if you, you know, if you take care of yourself and manage these things intelligently, then you can still be, you know, feeling as good as you are now, if not a little better, you know, which would be great, you know, and what they're saying now with our, with aging is that, you know, ideally we are going to be living longer, but who wants to live longer if you're in a ton of pain and can't move? Very true. Very true. Yeah. Um, so, uh, actually, so why don't you tell it, take us through a session? What, what would a session be like? Um, you just easiest way is, um, everyone books online and that's, uh, a really nice thing for us because you get to pick the time that best suits your schedule. You schedule online when you get to the studio. Um, me or one of our friendly attendants walks you through. Um, we like to take a stop at the filters to show guests how our water's cleaned. And then... Which that was really cool to see, by the way. I, yeah. I have had fish tanks. I have a saltwater tank. So I understand water filtration yeah. a little bit, right. you know, and that is, right. it's uh, immense. Awesome. That's is real important. Um, and one, one hiccup that I saw a lot of other studios missed, and we were kind of the first ones to do it. They would hide those they would hide their filtration systems and the ones that they would get were like sufficient. And there's a difference between sufficient and like above and beyond. So 
with uh, my vision was to put those on display, like to show people, look how great, like this water is cleaner than, you know. Well, so that makes a lot of sense because that's, that's something that I hear from people a lot about, you know, swimming pools, just any type of mm-hmm. public places, you know, about, you know, the cleanliness of the water and especially now with, Certainly, <laughs> with everything yeah. going on. And that's why it's, uh, for us, we put that on display. Um, they're not very, like, they're industrial. They're nice. Um, you know what I mean? But it was really so our guests could see these are the machines that clean the water. Um, to geek out a little bit over it, we um, there's about 220 gallons of water in each tank. The pumps that they're hooked up to are graded for 70 gallons per minute. And the pumps run for 15 minutes between each float. So it's turned over multiple, multiple times. And um, it's like a three-tier system. We have the, uh, what they call the mechanical filter that catches like any particulates, hair. Um, someone would leave a uh, earplug or something in there. It'll get caught there. Um, then behind it, we use uh, that UV light, which is shown to just blast anything that's thinking of growing. That said, in the tank, we also use a food-grade hydrogen peroxide that uh, grabs onto anything that's thinking of growing and eliminates it. One step further, the water is three times as dense as the Dead Sea with salt. There's a reason. (laughs) Right. So maybe even I should have started there with the water is three times as dense as the Dead Sea, and we run it through that system multiple times for 15 minutes between each and every guest. It, it's super important, and that's why we put it on display. Isn't it accurate that you know the water in the Dead Sea? It's very, since there's so much salt in there, nothing really grows in it. Yes, sir, and, th- and that's why Dead Sea and ours is uh, three times that density. So it's like even so, but we just went crazy. Um, and then, like I said, after we we show them our guests the filters, and then we walk them through the process. Um, we have those crazy big showers that just really help you twofold. One, to help rinse any particulates off. It's a 17-inch rainfall shower. You, oh, you just have to stand underneath it. But um, we use a natural hemp soap that's good for skin and hair. Well, what you said earlier when you were kind of walking me through it, I really liked when you said, um, you know, it's like, well, you want to wash off the outside world before you mm. get into the isolation tank. And I was like, that makes sense. Right on. It's, we, I really designed our studio for levels. When you first enter the main lobby, it's very nice. It's open. Um, this is your first removal from the real world. You can still kind of see it there. But once you go behind the barn door, um, it's one more step removed. And then furthermore, once into your own individual private room, you're just one level, one more level away from the world. Take that a step further. And even when you get into the tank, we really wanted to move, remove um, just the daily stuff that people deal with on a daily basis. And we did that by designing our studio to remove those at each level. So it's like when you're in there, it's, um, you know, your own private room, the door can lock, which was really important to us. Um, my wife and I traveled around to places. Um, some rooms had locks, others didn't. We always felt it was weird if you didn't have a lock. So we put locks on our doors to help guests feel secure. Um, that makes sense. Right on. Um, and then after your shower, you rinse off, like I said, just the craziness. And you get in the tank and it's 10 inches of water. And you lay down and you literally just float like a cork. It, it's, it's weightlessness. It's really the only place in the world that you can experience true zero gravity with weightlessness. It's not pushing on the body. Um, 
and it's great for stretches and stuff. Um, we start each session with a little bit of music from a local musician to help you get comfy. And then that fades and you have that hour long silence and you find out how many tabs are open, man. You figure out really what's bouncing around your head and you get a clear indication kind of who you are. Not right away. Fair play. That first float really is just kind of like you give yourself the hour. You're waiting for benefits to happen. They happen when you step out. When your body goes from that weightless environment with no stimulus coming in, when you step out of the tank, that for the first time is when you start feeling how restored your body is, how clear the mind is, how relaxed you are. Um, that, that makes sense though that you're not going to like, I kind of, I feel with anything you need to, you need to do it at least a few times to really get a good benefit yeah. to it. And you're not going to get immediate benefits from anything. And unfortunately our society kind of pushes everybody to say, you need to have it now. You need to get these effects now. If you don't have the effects now, then move on to something else. Right. And it's like most things though, most good things, most things that are worth it takes time. You know, it takes time to work at, it takes time to build things up. You know, and that makes sense that it's like, you know, even going here, well, how, how many sessions do you recommend for people? Um, kicking around a new model that I think is really neat. What I've seen, um, a trend is to kind of work with guests, take an assessment of where they're at before and after we have like a, a very interesting program them vetting now. Um, I would, in my suggestion now, what we're offering now, I would always say three floats I, and reason being that first one, it's going to be awkward. It's, it's a new, it's no different than if you're going to a yoga studio for the first time or trying cryotherapy or going to see a chiropractor for the first time. You have that bit of apprehension. You're unsure. It's new. As we talked with baseball, like it's new. It's something like, okay, this is a trial run. After your first flow, you'll get in there. When you get out, you'll feel good. You'll have that clarity. But it's not until you then step out. Your second float, you know what to expect. You know what the studio looks like. You know you're comfortable. You know the process. Your experience is better. You know how to clear the mind much better, a little quicker. Then that third one, I'm, I'm just, we've seen a pivot in people that that third float is they know the benefits. They know their favorable time. They know how to decompress. And it's a home run. And it's just better and better each time. That makes a lot of sense. You know, with what I do, you know, it's I, my, the effects of my treatments are cumulative. It takes time for it to build up, you know, but I like to joke with people. It's like people have an expectation that they're going to come in after being injured and after being treated, they'll be able to do stuff they were never able to do before, like sure. do cart cartwheels. I'm like, it's not necessarily that. It's kind of anticlimactic where you're kind of like, oh, I was able to reach that cereal box on top of the refrigerator without yelping in pain, you know, and usually people will think about it afterwards or I was able to get out of the car without pain, without limping, which is a, a small issue to you, to people who don't have back pain. But if you have back pain, getting in and out of car sucks you know and so with stuff like this you know and what I found with meditation is that it's like it just makes you less reactive makes you just kind of takes the edge off of things and if you can take the edge off of things in a natural way it's so much more beneficial longer lasting and affects us so much more positively 
Because, you know, what do most of us do at this point to take the edge off of things? You come home and have a drink, you know, or something like that. And we know, yeah. you know, long term alcohol is not good for us. You know, right. um, I personally see, you know, I've seen this in study wise with, you know, um, the overall negative effects of alcohol will vastly outweigh any of the positive effects of it. You know, any of the heart healthy benefits yeah. from red wine, they're going to be outweighed by the negatives of alcohol. Yeah. You know, so the theory that there's always for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. It's kind of nice to do something positive for your body where you're not going to have any negative reactions to it. True, true. And that, that's it's um, stay in the course. It's stay in the course. It's just helping you be a better person, whether physically or mentally. So now what would be the cost of a session? We do um, 60 minute sessions or $59. We do 90 minute sessions for 79. Um, we also do monthly memberships, which like I said, is, is great for the price cut. And you can make that commitment to wellness. Like I'm going to come in once a month. I'm going to get a nice price cut. And those go one for, uh, our gold membership is $49 a month. That's one 60 minute float. We do a platinum membership, which is $89, two 60 minute floats. It's almost $30 savings. And our big one is the diamond, which is four a month. And it's 159 so it takes the price down to less than $40 per float for our diamond membership, which for a health, for an hour-long health service is, is fair. That's more than fair. I mean, if you go to see him, get a massage for an hour, you're going to be paying, you know, 150, 200 bucks. Exactly. If you're paying less than that, then the person might not be that good. Right, <laughs> like, right. You know, understood. There is that, you know, you're always going to, you know, for, for good quality things, you always pay a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, but that's, that is very reasonable, especially when you kind of consider all the other things out there, yeah. you know, and that's, how, I mean, I look at what I do as well. It's like when you, when you look at the, the cost of like surgery, a cost of long-term taking care of a chronic issue, you know, what I'm doing for, you know, uh, you know, one session, it's not, doesn't cost very much long term. Right. You know, it's, uh, you know, in something like this, you know, if this can help you out emotionally, mentally, it makes, it makes sense, you know, and that'd be a lot. I kind of look at doing stuff like this makes sense long term. It'd be a lot less expensive long term, you know? Ounce prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yeah. You know, you and I were talking about that a little bit earlier where it's like, I like to look at the body and say, you know, I'd rather prevent fires. You know, it's much easier to prevent fires than it is to put one out, you know, and especially mentally, if you can prevent some of these fires from coming on, it makes a big difference. Right on. Um, let me see. So do you, uh, you know, do you exercise? Do you take care of yourself? Like, (laughs) or how, let me put it this way. How do you take care of yourself? No, man. No, I don't. I'm horrible at that. That's uh, one of the new things that uh, I'm going to work on. I was a gym rat for probably age of 14 to 23. Um, A lot of just meathead nonsense exercising that's left me now closer to 40 with more aches and pains than I probably should have. Um, Just with starting a business. Like I said, we're in our sixth year um, of a four-year-old and a one-year-old. And listen, I totally understand that these are all excuses, but those those excuses you have to face to say to yourself like okay I gotta get things back together but you know but, the, but that's pretty accurate though in that you know a lot of times especially when we're younger we're doing things that we think is are healthy for us but you know we realize later on they might not have necessarily been the best for us or like there were good benefits to it but then also okay I could have done this a little bit differently you know and it's like I'm a big believer in learning from our mistakes learning from those things and trying to kind of like incorporate that mm-hmm. you know into a, as we move forward um, I had a friend on uh, on my podcast a little while ago Sean LaValle who was talking about 
products. He and I mm. kind of we started exercising together in college. You know, yeah. started you know you start then you start watching what you eat and you know you think you're doing doing it right and doing it well, but then you learn later on. Okay, well you know that was just producing inflammation. I was doing too yeah. much. You know yeah. what I'm learning now with weightlifting and kettlebells and all of those things is that we're much better off going mild to moderate, not going so hard, yeah. not stressing our yeah. bodies. You know, not stressing our bodies so much because it takes so much time to recover from that. Mm. And sticking with the theory of recovery in that, you know, when you're younger, you can recover a lot quicker than what you can. You know, we're, yeah. you're almost 40. I'm yeah. almost 50 at this point. And so, you know, I'm not going to be recovering as quickly as I was when I was younger, when I was 20, 25. And that's where I find whatever we can do to help us recover makes a big difference. That sinks in so quickly at a certain, like, there's a quick drop off where, like, you could go out and have some wings with some friends couple beers after work responsible but then there's just something where you're out and a couple beers a couple wings then the next day it feels like you were run over by a bus yep and it's just your body's way of saying like i'm done with this you know and the, i look at that as we're just not recovering from the toxins yeah. of alcohol you know i mean look at chicken wings at this point it's just little balls of like inflammation you know <laughs> and you know look I, I try and avoid that stuff but you know with my kids i try and be a little more judicious about it and that you know i, I kind of think if i completely restrict it from them then they're going to go crazy and You're go right. the opposite way so i kind of figure at least they can see me eating healthy you know but it's like you know i, I from my father and my father's friends i saw it where they all reached a point where they're in their 50s and they kind of stop really cut back on doing things like that because they said it hurt too much you know Ooh. and that yeah. it made sense and i was starting seeing it seeing it more and more you know and we're doing better than our the previous generation did we're not aging Agreed. as quickly you know mm-hmm. we're knowing more about it but you know we're, we still have the same bodies we still react the same way to yeah. all these stimuli so mm. we need to be careful about how we react to it i would say most mentally uh for me is flow tank to keep myself healthy and balanced um i feel like objectively looking at my strengths and weaknesses I'm, I'm almost like a madden player where my my physicality i need to work on those attributes um but i'd say float tags i float once a week and to be able to have my arms around um thoughts and emotions and how i interact with others and you know kind of round off those edges to be a kinder nicer person um i've spent quite a bit of time doing that and have missed the gym and Listen, man, I love Taco Bell. (laughs) I have dark little secrets. That's one of them. But I kind of think, but everybody has their own, like, their own thing, you know, their own uh, vice, you know? (laughs) And I kind of figure it's like, as long as it doesn't overtake your life, and, and, you know, anything in moderation, I think, is fine, but that can also easily get people into trouble. Slippery slope, (laughs) slippery slope, especially with any predispositions or wirings you may have. Yeah. Well, no. So how did you get into isolation tanks? How did you like get in, interested into this, introduced to it? Like? Sure. For me, I was burning the candle um, at both ends. I had a very stressful full-time job. I was one of two counselors for a school with 1,500 kids, um, at-risk kids. Like it was, it was really stressful. In the evenings, I was working on my second graduate degree. And uh, to decompress and rest was, you know, those couple drinks. But at a certain point, like you can't do that anymore. And uh, my wife was like, well, let's try floating. I thought she was crazy, but we went and did it. And it was amazing. I I just felt better. I I had a great night of sleep. Um, I felt very in the moment. I felt present. What I was looking for, I found what I was looking for with floating. 
and we just kept doing it even as i worked in education we used it as a reason to travel around the country and see cool places and um that's cool that would be fun that was awesome and i when circumstance left me without a job like the pa budget hit and the school district was like well we only have funds for like two of these people you're number three well who do you who do you email when you have that problem you don't you deal with it and uh for me it was like what can i do to provide value to others and still help people that's not snake oil and by that point it had been like floating for two or three years and i thought this really needs to happen in pittsburgh I'm I'm glad that you use that term snake oil because I personally feel there's still snake oil salesmen out there. And if you're in pain, if you have, you know, if you're in pain, you're desperate, you know, or you can yeah. get to that point of being desperate. And when you're desperate, there's people out there who are willing to take advantage of you, you know, and er- you know, there's all these people out there that claim that, you know, oh, you can lose weight very- within one week. We can help out with your mental issues within one week. We can get you in shape in one week, you know, uh, different things like that, which there is no, there are no quick fixes to any of this stuff. You know, it's just that there isn't, and you can't, you can't work at it like that. That's very predatory. You know? Yeah, it's, it's a it's, very predatory. It's it's. I'm a big fan of driving a line and seeing which side you're on. Like that, that's why I like most. Like I don't have to agree with folks. Sure, but I like to know where they stand. Right. And, and one of those things, when those are found out, it's like, um, it's like shame on you, right? You know what I mean? And that's why I never wanted to have. I never wanted to have that because I've I've a stellar reputation in all professions before uh, a really good laundry list of references but at the end of the day transitioning into something I wanted to keep reputation of good ethics and it was like floating's really helped I mean it's not you could feel the effects with yourself yeah Yeah. you know and that's that's part of what I why what really drew me into doing what I do you know Mm -hmm. with the trigger point work with the muscle work because I saw the effects of it you know and I could I see it directly and it's it's great to see that I know it I know it works you know we like to joke that the the only motto we can think of for it is this shit works you know (laughs) and you know you see people walk out and they're like man I feel great and you know so it's like I want to provide somebody with a good quality service you know Mm -hmm. and provide something for them, you know, rather than just trying to like, you know, one friend of mine put it, he's like, you know, sell them, uh, sell them ketchup popsicles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, I want to be able to do something positive for people. And I love being able to do something positive and Mm. sustain and, you know, know, support my family by doing that. Right on, man. There's never a better feeling. Like I have friends that are still what I call W2s. They they just, they're they're plugging away. They have their uh, retirement that they're holding on to. I just spoke to one this morning and I was like, man, it's not, it's never going to be about money. It's just not. You're, you're, like you have a comfortable living, you're happy, you're unhappy. It's like you got to figure out what you want to do and how you can provide you the greater good and help people out. And if you do it well enough, people will pay you for it. That That's the world we yeah. live in. Like if we both made, like I just, it is such a leap of faith though that it's so scary for so many people to believe that they can wake up on a Monday morning and not have to be somewhere. But then it's all dependent on them, right? There's no other BS. There's no other nonsense of like, uh, it's just my boss holding me down. Well, no, dude. Like, are you reading? Are you reading every night? Are you taking inventory? Are you listening to your uh, feedback and constituents? How reflective are you being? Or are you just the man? Are you just the man that kill it every time? 
or did you give up? I have, like I said, one of my best friends, I love him to death, but he'll tell me he wants to start a business. But I'm like, you can't start a business and watch three basketball games in the fall and then Sunday watch two football games in the fall. That shit just doesn't work, man. That's like saying you're going to fall upwards. That's not going to happen. You got to put in the work. And I just listened to a great Jordan Peterson video this morning and the way he said it. it was an old saying, it'll be found in the filth. Whatever it is for you, whatever your treasure is, will be found in the filth. And that means you're going to have to find a lot of humility and yeah. dig through that filth of what I'm good at, what I'm not good at, understand that, work on those things. And uh, like I said, to, to put a bow on it, there's nothing more fulfilling than getting home, having food in the fridge, paying your bills, and helping other people. Yeah, I completely agree. Rather than just being a cog in a machine, I completely agree. Troy, how are we with time? <laughs> we have guests at we have guests at one thirty, so we have okay. ten more minutes before a hard stop. But I'm good if you're good. I have ten more minutes. Uh, anything else you want to cover that we have missed? You know, honestly, it's been very interesting talking with you. You know, this goes along really well with the stuff that I do. Um, like I'm all I, I love anything that helps with recovery. You know, helps, helps. You know, it's a positive effect on our bodies. Damn, man, I think I'm good. I love this conversation. It was good talking with you, Josh. I follow you on Instagram. Um, like I said, you always have such great information. I always watch your videos to be able to have you in studio and to get to know you better than the one minute clip, man. Yeah, like really happy to have you here. I'm glad you stopped in. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been great. And once again, this is Dave Rapatch from floatlevity.com. You can find him at Facebook, Levity412, and Instagram, Levity412 as well. I'm Dr. Josh Cohen from Pain-Free Lifestyle and CohenTriggerPoint.com. You all have a pain-free day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Pain-Free Day. Make sure you join Joshua Cohen for another program next Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. Now, go enjoy your pain-free day.